0: Hey, what's up Ocean Hills, John Ireland here. We're so, so thankful for you this Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you've had a great weekend with uh, loved ones. And we want you to know that uh, as we move now into this Advent season, we are filled with gratitude for your generosity, your giving. We have Giving Tuesday coming up this next week here. You're gonna uh, get a communication or two or three from us and uh, hope that you'll continue Uh, to live out this walk with Jesus Christ, that we are most like God when we give of ourselves. And so we do want to say thank you. Also, if you're feeling out of the loop or disconnected or not getting communications, the number one way is through our email. So email us at hello at oceanhills.org. If you want to get the emails or if you're going, I'm not getting the emails, let us know because that's our number one channel for communicating with you. I'm fired up this morning for this message. We're in this series about becoming more like Jesus, getting out of the visitor center. We're looking at the catalysts for spiritual growth, seven of them. Every word begins with an R word. And uh, the one we're on today is kind of one that I bet you can't guess it because it's not Christianese, it's not something that you probably hear in other churches. We've talked about rhythms, we've talked about relationships, we've talked about reframing, we've talked about responsiveness to the Spirit of God, to God's Word, uh, to the love of God. We did that last week. Today, we're talking about, are you ready for this? Road trips. That's right, I did road trips. You can't, if if you're like more religious than Jesus, you can call it a retreat, but we're calling it road trip. And uh, I want you to know for 35, 40 years of my life, the last 35, 40 years, I have led people on road trips to experience in a deeper way the love of Jesus Christ, to help people experience God in the outdoors, and to get more deeply connected with our identity and with other brothers and sisters in Christ. And so this morning, I want you just to take a deep breath. Oh, great. Now, like a road trip isn't superficial spirituality. We're gonna talk about today how God uses, has used, and will continue to use road trips in your life and in my life. I mean, I just think, why is Young Life, what's their whole strategy? They try and get kids to camp in the outdoors. Whole youth ministry strategy, get people outdoors. We have Mount Hermon, we have Mission Springs, we have Forest Home, we have Human. Camps are all about getting people out of town, disconnected, unplugged, in a way that we can encounter God in a fresh way and experience depth in our relationships. I'm going to show you some pictures because I want to inspire you. I can talk about it, but I want to just show you, and I'm showing you to inspire you to to provoke maybe even some desire in your heart to go, I want to help make that happen. I want to be part of road trips. And and I've been on so many over 40 years, but just let let me talk about a few here. We've took guys to Montana. Here's a picture of the hunter's cabin. And then a picture of just enjoying God's creation. There's a cross-country ski trip in Yosemite to Glacier Point and waking up in the morning and experiencing this. There was a little old hostel called the Lazy Lizard, 80 bucks a night for all eight of us to stay in. And we'd wake up and hike into the Arches National Park. And play in the arches and experience God's beauty and at night around a fire pit we'd let each other into our stories and then in Haiti so many mission trips but this one with dr. Tom who's doing amazing work in Haiti caring for patients caring for kids and then taking people as well on a sailboat mentoring trip out to the Channel Islands and Again, creating space for time to share stories and open up the scriptures and nourish our souls and canoe trips in uh, on the East Coast in upstate New York. And you wake up and here's what you wake up to. You awaken to God's presence in your life and all around you and you hop on a bike and we've led bike trips to Hawaii and upstate New York and you bond and river raft trips in uh, the Fu here in Chile, where guys are taking a risk and jumping off a ledge together, but then having extended time of solitude, alone time to journal, to connect deeply with the Lord. And then this is the dream. It's not just me, John Ireland, or Pastor Jono leading trips. The dream is, is for you to initiate and invite your guy friends. And this is a a great photo of guys in our church that uh, annually go on a backpack trip together and they're living out the vision. And then this is the dream trip. I don't know if this will ever happen, but I want to go there. I don't even know where there is, but I saw that and I went, that's where you're going to experience the almighty, the living creator and connect deeply with him. Who wants to go on that with me? And then one more dream trip. This would be so fun. A daddy-daughter trip where you get out in creation, God's first missionary. And the heavens declare the glory of God, right? And you begin to just have this become a reality where each person, this is our prayer that goes on a road trip, that when they come home, their hand is, is just It's just connected deeply to God the Father, our good, good, kind, gracious, and loving Father. And so as we launch into this, I just want you to think about the why question. Why, why, why go off the beaten path? Why go out of town? Can't we just do this in Starbucks? Why do we have to, to, to go somewhere else? Why do we have to get in a car or a church van and drive to Moab in January? Couldn't we just kind of stay in the church fellowship hall with our Folgers coffee and talk about God there? I mean, I think sometimes the people of God, we get small-minded. We have a big God who's creative. And I love this idea because Jesus points us to this idea. Why did Jesus... Take three guys up a mountain. Uh, Why did Jesus uh, meet guys on a boat in a storm? We see that in, uh, and and then at 3 a.m. in the morning when the winds and waves are crashing on them, they're in the outdoors. What about Jesus meeting the guys on the road to Emmaus, hiking seven miles, and then they turned around and came back to Jerusalem? Another set, why? Why didn't Jesus just have spiritual conversations in church, in Sunday school? He took them outside, out of their comfort zone. They didn't just stay in the temple, you know. And here's one of the key principles I want you to think of. A change of pace plus a change of place equals a change of perspective. And I think sometimes Christians, we just get and become boring with our Christian life. We just go to church and then we go home. And we check the box and maybe we go to our small group and we go home and we check the box. And what I see that I notice in Jesus's life is is Jesus is always pushing the the boundaries and the limits a little bit. He's stretching, he's pushing, he's nudging his disciples. And in my mind, one of my themes has been the best road trips are when we take people where they've never gone before not just geographically, but also spiritually and relationally. We're pushing people to grow and to stretch, to become like Jesus. And you can't do that just sitting indoors with stained glass around you and, and having, sitting in a pew. Uh, But I also think that the best road trips can be where you have often gone before. It's not just where you've never gone before. I also think some of the best road trips where you have often gone before, which is you go back to the same place over and over. It might be a cabin. It might be an iconic campsite. It might be up in Mammoth. It might be Yosemite. I don't know where it is, but, but some of you, it's Mount Hermon but going back to the same place because that's where you meet God. It's your sacred space. I want you to know that road trips, this is where the seven Rs can all come together. These catalysts, you can experience all of them on the road trip. You know, the whole idea of talking about your rhythms and what do you do in your life to connect with God and reading scripture and your prayer life and that kind of thing. And relationships, do you have dysfunctional, toxic, unhealthy relationships? How's your marriage? How's your relationships with your brothers, your sisters, your aging parents? All of these things. Relationships are part of how we grow, right? That's one of the catalysts. You talk about that on these road trips. And then reframing pain or broken places in your life responsiveness to how's the holy spirit moving in your life where are you seeing him nudge you or or where are you experiencing a check in your spirit and then taking risks you know jumping off a cliff into the ocean or into this cold river in uh, chile that can be scary Uh, but also sharing vulnerable stuff letting people into your pain can be scary so risks are part of it as well. And then the reproducing, and we're gonna talk about this in the next weeks is, when you help others grow, you're helping reproduce and make disciples. So the seven R's all come together on road trips. So real quickly, I wanna talk this morning about three things that happen on the best road trips and retreats. Three things that happen. Number one, they mark you spiritually. They mark you spiritually because God meets you, He shows up, He speaks to you, When we get off the beaten path, we start to pay attention. We're more spiritually sensitive and attuned to what God is doing, what God wants to do, aligning our hearts with his heart. I love how God shows up in the outdoors. Matthew 17, we read this, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. He led them where? Into church, into the synagogue. No, it doesn't say that. It says he led him up a high mountain by themselves. And there he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as light. And just then there appeared before him who? Moses and Elijah, the law and the prophets. They point to Jesus and they were talking with Jesus. And then this voice from heaven, the father says, this is my son whom I love with him i am well pleased listen to him listen to him that's what we do when we get outdoors when we get on the road when we get off the beaten path when we go and climb mountains together or run rivers together or hike or sail or whatever get on a bike whatever it is what i love about this passage is jesus knew I gotta get these guys out of the office. I gotta get these guys out of their comfort zone. He took them up the mountain so they could have a firsthand experience with the living God. And if you, if you spend more time in this passage, you'll notice they hear God's voice firsthand. They see Jesus with new eyes. With fresh eyes, some of us need to see Jesus with new eyes and with fresh eyes. We've become bored in our faith, just going through the ho-hum motions. Getting on a road trip, getting into the outdoors does this. I love that they see him not just as a prophet, but they see him as the savior of the world. And the best road trips awaken us to who Jesus is. I love this quote, N.T. Wright says, a pilgrim is someone who goes on a journey in the hope of encountering God or meeting him in a new way. See, the best road trips, they'll mark you spiritually. The second thing they'll do is they'll stretch you physically. I'm just struck by Jesus continually moving outside of the temple, of the synagogue, why? Let's go to Mark 6. Late that night, the disciples were in the boat in the middle of the lake outdoors. And Jesus was alone on land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. And about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water intending to go past them. But when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror. They thought he was a ghost. They were terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once, do not be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Take courage. I am here. And then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. You know, physically being challenged and stretched, it does something in us and 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 to us right Uh, rowing hard struggling against the wind and the waves i can tell you and i have this written in my notes i just think about all these road trips i've been on i've been the last one onto the summit of a mountain because i was exhausted and i couldn't keep up i've been tossed into a class 5 river and thought i was going to drown i also pulled drowning mahoney out of a class 5 rapid i've had my bike break down so i had to ask brian beck for help and jamie chilton for help i've had roommates snore i won't mention them by name i've had blisters so bad that i could barely put my cross-country ski boots back on i got so sick in peru and so bruised from a fall off of a rope swing uh, I've paddled into rain and wind. I've been physically beat up and exhausted. And you know what? I'm grateful for it. That, that stretching that happens, you know what it does? It, it bonds you with the people you're with, but it also causes you to cry out to God. It also causes you to become more prayerful. It breaks you down. It humbles you. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It moves you to pray. And I think what happens when we're stretched physically, I want you to hear this right now, just tune in right now, right to this point. Here's what happens when we're stretched physically. You know what it does? It it humbles us and it reveals our character. It, 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 what happens is it tests our selfishness, our adaptability, our, our empathy for others. Because what happens is, is when we're stretched and uncomfortable physically, it, It tests our character. It reveals our character defects. They get exposed. And so, you know, at church, we can hide and we can smile and it's all good and praise the Lord, right? (laughs) But then when you're physically stretched in the outdoors, that selfish, that critical, that complaining spirit, that impatient spirit, that inflexible side of you, that comes out. And then you got to deal with it. And that's called spiritual growth. That's why getting in the outdoors and being on a road trip, it will stretch you physically, which will also stretch you spiritually and, relation, uh, and relationally. And so what happens is we have to depend on God in those moments, make it work, ask for help, and learn to get along with others. Here's my third reflection. The third thing that, uh, that makes the best road trips, and it's they bond you relationally. They connect you deeply relationally. At least they have the power to do that. They create space and moments to share your story. Every road trip we do, we have a time where we share our story. We let others in to our story, our, our spiritual story where we're at with God, whether we're far away or close, whether we believe in God or not. We have a time of of storytelling, what life is like, real life, with marriage, with family, with roommates, all of that, right? And when you hear another person's story, when you are led into the broken and painful places, it touches you. It fills you with compassion, it bonds you together as brothers, as sisters, as family. And uh, I've just had the privilege and the honor on these road trips. I have heard the powerful stories of commitment, people making commitments to Christ, of failure, of fear, of confession, of doubt, of love, of forgiveness, loss, pain, all of that. And I've shared those things too, I've listened, and I've shared. You saw a picture of the Hunter's Cabin earlier up in Montana, and we did a retreat up there, and I'll never forget, it was so powerful. That time of confession, where we read the chapter from Richard Foster's book, The Celebration of Discipline. There's a chapter on confession. And we were by ourselves for a couple of hours, reading and reflecting, and then writing our sins down. And then we came together with three other guys on the trip, there was 12 of us, so there were three groups of four broken up and a fire and you're spending the night just with four guys up in the hunter's cabin in Montana. And, uh, and I'll never forget, it was so powerful, Maury was in my group. And before he shared and confessed his, his sins with us, he had built a cross during his quiet time and he put the cross between him and uh, the three of us that were sitting there in his group. And he said, before I confess my sins to you, I need to just know that the cross is between us, because the cross represents grace and mercy and forgiveness. And I could just tell you that these road trips, they're life-changing, they're life-giving. I come back recharged, renewed in my spirit. And I want to just wrap this thing up. Um... By just saying this, as I'm sharing this, I know there's some of you, yeah, but I can't, and oh, that must be nice for you. I just want you to know, we can have all the excuses and make all the excuses we want. We can say, I don't have the money, I can't get the time off work, I I have three kids at home, I'm whatever. I'm telling you, we can make and help you make this happen. We wanna help you make this happen, road trips, road trips have the power to absolutely change your life and change your walk with god and here we are in COVID, so we're not asking you to get into one next week but why not plan now why not start now to think about it i got three questions and then i'm going to close this in prayer number one i want you to reflect with the people that you're watching with today how has god used a road trip or a retreat in your life to help you grow to become more like jesus would you Just write that down. How has God, and if you've never been on one, then just share that. Second question, what road trip could you say yes to go on in the next year? And with who or whom would you like to share that experience with? Why not be a catalyst? for others. Be the leader. Be the one who plans it, who dreams it, and then invites your family, your sisters into that experience, or your brothers into that experience, or lead a couple's trip. There's so many, or a dad and daughter's trip. Jono's got a group going to Yosemite. It's a father-son trip that he's, he's got a, a group that they're discipling their sons together. You can do this. What road trip could you say yes to? Could you plan? And then the third question is, what would it take for you to initiate? I've already kind of said that question, but what would it take for you to initiate and invite a few friends on a relational and spiritually minded road trip to help you all grow closer to God and each other? Man, I really, I really if you need any help planning it, if you need spiritual resources, if you want my little playbook on how to plan it, Jamie Chilton's helped me. Greg Peterson's an expert at these things. Jono is. So many, we have so many guys. I've probably been on trips with over 100 guys in our church over the last 20 years. And we wanna help you have that experience. So let me pray. Father, here we are on Thanksgiving weekend and I just pause to say thank you for the way you've marked my life, the way you've changed my life, the way you've transformed my spirit, the way you've healed my hurts, the way you've stretched me to become more like Jesus Christ, that you've molded my character, developed my character. Uh, I thank you for how you've mentored me through other men on these trips, older men and younger men, how you've nourished my soul through the word of God, how you've shown up in rainstorms and uh, in the desert, where you've, you've shown up in flat tires and in in in, crises. And Lord, I just desire so much for your church, for the people of your church to experience what you gave your disciples, taking them in a river, on a lake, up a mountain, on a trail, on the beach, around a fire pit. Lord, that's where the magic happens. That's where Jesus shows up time and time again. And we want that. We want more of that because we want to become more like you. And so I pray that something in this message today would land in every heart and bear fruit, that we'd look back and say, that was the moment I said, I'm gonna do this. And Lord, I pray right now that you would just be birthing lots of road trips that will bear fruit for eternity in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. He's better better than than you think. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.